everybody, and welcome to Adjusted. I'm your host, Greg Hamlin, coming at you from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And again, no co-host today. You're stuck with just me, but I'm excited to be here and to go over some of my favorite moments from Adjusted. This has been a fun two-year journey from creating a podcast to interviewing thought leaders and meeting with people throughout the country engaged in workers' compensation to talk about how they're making an impact. And so as I've thought through the last two years, I really have thought about some of my favorite moments and the people that I had a chance to meet in those moments. So today I'm going to be sharing with you the top five quotes slash moments from Adjusted. So we'll just dive right in with number five which comes from episode 21 with Carl Van. He is the president of the International Insurance Institute. And funny thing, so I first met Carl when I was an adjuster, maybe 10 years ago. He was, or actually maybe I was a supervisor at the time in Cincinnati. And he was hired by my former employer to come in and do a training on settlement negotiations. And I was so impressed with him then that I ended up buying his book, the eight characteristics of an awesome adjuster and spent some time with that and used it as a training handbook for my team when I was in Kentucky. And so in this episode, I had a chance to actually go over that book with him and have him share some of those principles with our audience, which I thought was really fun. And so I'll go ahead and share that with you now. The more experienced we get, the more technically strong we get, we pride ourselves on how much we know. And how mm-hmm. technical we are and how nobody can you know, fool us and how we know every exclusion, every policy or whatever it is, every rule under every workers' comp you know, uh, state statute. So we tend to pride ourselves on how technically strong we are and we forget what we're actually here to do. And so I think as people get their experience grows and they become technically strong, they tend to pride themselves on that and they forget. They basically forget at the, at the core of it, we're in the business of helping people which is oftentimes why the new people, <laughs> although not, they're not technically, technically strong, will do actually quite a bit better job of providing empathy and customer service than people have been doing it for 15 years. I think what stands out the most to me in this quote is he says at the core of it, we're in the business of helping people. And I really like that because ultimately that's what we do on the claim side for a workers' compensation insurance carrier is we are keeping the promise that was made to that particular employer that we would be there when they needed us. And I think it can be easy to forget in the craziness of claims that that's what it's all about. At the core, we're in the business of helping people. And if we reset everything we do to that spot, I think it changes our outlook and it changes how we handle what we do every day. Coming in at number four is from episode 16. And this is Alex Ellswick. And this was a little different path to take. I had run into Alex a few years back when I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and I attended one of his meetings where he spoke about how he overcame an opioid addiction. And this is something I feel like in our society as a whole, we don't talk about enough. I think part of that is it's embarrassing to talk about our struggles with something like, I think there's a stigma behind it. And what I really appreciated about Alex is Alex punched through that stigma. And he talked about things that are very difficult to talk about in a very open and transparent way that I felt like needed to happen 
we know that in the workers' compensation space, so many of our injured workers get started on or had been started on opioids for legitimate reasons, difficult work injuries. And then over time, in some cases, that has morphed into something different. So Alex sharing his story from overcoming that and then becoming an addict and then eventually becoming homeless to then find his way back to helping others overcome addiction really hit hard for me. And so I want to share that quote from his episode with Voices of Hope. It's an important question. So the first thing I would say is I learned, I don't know if I learned this in sports or recovery, but it applies both places and it's brilliant. You got to connect before you correct. In other words, you know, when you're working with your kids, when you're coaching, when you're doing anything, you can't just come in and start telling people what to do and criticizing them if you haven't built a rapport. And so when I'm talking to family members in that sense, what I'm saying is you really have to protect the relationship always. That's really, really important because um, like I said, they're in, they're in a, a place of shame. They're in a place of trying to protect their ability to survive. And so what they need right there is really some compassion. So that's step one. So I love that quote. You have to connect before you correct. I think that that's really important. Obviously, you know, being in management, as long as I have been being a father, I think that's such an important concept is you have to have a relationship of trust with people before they listen. So Alex talked a lot about that in that there was no way for him to overcome his opioid addiction without the caring relationships of people who put their arm around him and really helped him. And I think whether you're coaching your kid's softball team or you're leading a workers' compensation team or you're the president of a company, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we connect before we correct. And the correction has to happen, but the connection is important. And so that's why this one was number four for me. I really love it. We're getting into some of, in my mind, some of the, I call them like universal truths. They don't have to apply to just workers' comp. They could apply to really multiple facets of our lives. So I really appreciate Alex for sharing that. Coming in at number three was our own Van Langham, who's the director of safety. We call it RAMP here at Berkeley Industrial Comp. And he shared a quote that really struck a chord with me in how to build a safety culture. So one of the things Van does is he goes out into the field and works with our insureds to figure out how they can build a safety culture. Um, Berkeley Industrial Comp is built on ensuring high hazard workers' compensation risks, meaning jobs that are dangerous. And so Van spends every day working with our employers to figure out how they can build a safety culture so those horrible days don't happen. Obviously, when you're insuring jobs where people are working 30 or 40 feet in the air, working with explosives, working underground in mines, there's a high risk component there. And if there's not a safety culture, something that could go wrong in another type of job in this type of job could result in a fatality or a permanent life-changing event where someone's a paraplegic or loses a limb. And so Van, talking about how to build a safety culture, shared this quote with me. That's right. And, you know, I have used this uh, saying in safety training as well, that, you know, building a safety culture is like raising a child. It can be easy now or it can be easy later, but it can't be both. So I absolutely love this quote. I hadn't heard it before, but building a safety culture is like raising a child. It can be easy now or it could be easy later, but it can't be both. And that's so true. We put in the hard work up front in most parts, I feel like, and whether that's with our team, building a safety culture, and raising children, 
we put in the hard work up front so that it can be easy later. And if we skip those steps, then it, it, it ends up being really difficult in the end. And so I just thought that that was just a real nugget of truth that I've thought about a year and a half later, still a quote that sometimes I share is it can be easy now, or it can be easy later, but it can be both. And that there's a lot of truth in that. So I appreciate being sharing that with us. So number two, we're getting close to the number one quote, but this one is amazing. It is from Timothy Alexander. And honestly, if you just want to spend 45 minutes writing down quotes, I really encourage you to go to episode 17 and just listen to the entire episode because literally everything Timothy Alexander says could be on a poster somewhere as an inspiring quote. He is just a phenomenal human being. One of the favorite people that I've ever met in my lifetime in that he just exudes positivity. And for somebody who's been through as many challenges as he's been through, to do that is just to me mind blowing. So for those who don't know, he was a going to be a division one scholarship athlete for football, had offers from schools like Florida around the time Tim Tebow was at Florida, and then went through a tragic car accident coming home from a football game or going to, I can't remember which, that resulted in him becoming a paraplegic and really having all those dreams ripped away from him. And in that episode, he talks through what it was like to learn how to eat again and learn how to talk again and to take back control of his life. And so I'll share this with you now and then share my thoughts after. So here you go. I'll never forget meeting with Dr. Tice here at UAB. It was going on my last, because they had to cut my back open when I broke my spine and gave me a titanium plate with five screws. So I got a huge cut going down the middle of my back where they opened me open like a watermelon. And this was the same week where I had just tried to commit suicide three times in one week. And so I told myself, as soon as I get to the doctor and the doctor asked me that they always ask <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? I'm like, it's a hundred, <laughs> right? And I'm like, I put my mom out of the room. I said, Dr. Tice, I don't need you to talk to me like I'm a patient. I don't need to talk you to talk to me giving me this PhD talk. I don't need any of that. What I need is for you to be completely honest because I don't want to be here and I've already tried to commit suicide, right? So is it anything you can do to help me? And Dr. Tice took off his white jacket, sat down on the seat, and he said, Tim, your mind will kill you quicker than this injury will if you don't get your mind right. The best information I can give you is get your mind right. And it was on that day when Dr. Tice told me to get your mind right is when I went on this hiatus and being transformed by the renewing of my mind. So I just overall, I'm really impressed with Timothy Alexander, TA, he like, he goes by, he says, your mind will kill you quicker than this injury. will." and this was a conversation he was having with his doctor about the power of his mind and that his mind could be a competitive advantage. And I really think, you know, as I think through those people who have come through on the other side of difficult catastrophic injuries, 
it really seems like the one thing that stands out to me is the mindset. And he is so hyper-focused on that, that it inspires me. And he talked a lot in that episode about even, I mean, obviously he gets discouraged. He still can't walk today, but he still believes he will someday, which is inspiring to me. And so just really encourage people to take a listen to that episode and think about where your mind is at now in your own life. I think about it frequently and what things I can do to better control that because I think that's the difference in him. He could have spent the rest of his life in a hospital being taken care of. And instead, he works for the University of Alabama in Birmingham with Division One athletes coaching them. And at the same time, is married to a beautiful woman, has a wonderful life, but it's not without him being able to overcome those challenges. And a lot of that, I think, started in his head first. So very powerful. All right. So number one, this is my favorite quote from a year and a half, almost two years of doing Adjusted. It comes with Becky Curtis, episode three. Becky Curtis is the founder of Take Courage Coaching. And they provide coaching for injured workers who have been through difficult injuries. And I'm really impressed with her program, but also with her as a person. She was in a very difficult motor vehicle accident that it was a work-related injury and became a partial quadriplegic and decided through that process, much like Timothy Alexander, that she was going to move forward, create her own path and help others who dealt with chronic pain. So I want to share this quote with you and I'll share my thoughts after. There there used to be an ask the question on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? Tell me about your pain. How are you doing? And, <laughs> and you know, and so that gets the focus. We know that what we focus on, we empower and enlarge in our brain, learning a language, learning to drive, All of these things, as we do them and focus on them, they get easier and easier and easier. And that's what happens with pain. It gets easier and easier and easier. You you talk to somebody who has chronic pain and they'll say, my pain just gets worse and worse and worse. Yep, because that's what we focus on. What What we focus on, we empower and enlarge. So as we try to turn that around in clients by saying, tell me what's going well, When we first ask that question, they don't have anything to say. What? I don't know anything that's going well. I can't think of anything. But after a while, as we ask that question, there might be a time where I forget that. And they've been thinking about that all week. Hey, you forgot to ask us what's going well. I have five things to say. (laughs) So I just absolutely love this. And it it does go back to mindset again, but she says, we know what we focus on, we empower and enlarge in our brains. And I really, really believe that, that, that the things we put our attention to, we empowered and enlarge. And it has made me probably in all the things that I've done in Adjusted, the podcast, this one single quote has made me consider more my own life than anything else that's been shared with me. And that I, it's made me think about, well, what do I focus on? Because the things that we focus on, whatever those things are, we're, empower, we're empowering and enlarging. And so if we focus on the things, whether that's pain, difficult relationships, any number of different things, then we make those things bigger. And conversely, if we focus on the positive things, the things that really bring us happiness, 
then we are empowering and enlarging those. And that's something that I can't tell you how many times with my children over the last year I've said, hey, remember that which we focus on, we empower and enlarge. So there's really a lot of truth to that. Favorite favorite quote of the episode, I really want to thank everybody who has supported us as we've put this podcast out there. It's grown. It's been a fun journey for me to be able to meet some of these different people in the industry and share their stories with you. And I really hope that as we move into season four, that you will follow along. And if you know amazing guests or hosts that people or people that we should talk to, reach out to us, let us know, because we want to get those stories out there for everybody to hear so that as an industry, we can be better overall. And with that, I'll end by saying our quote, which is do right, think differently, and don't forget to care. And that's it for the season. Thank you.